and welcome to this week's show, where we are in 1994 and join Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock as they try to keep a bus full of passengers safe after Dennis Hopper has planted a bomb. What do you do? This is speed. All right, pop quiz. Airport. Gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're a hundred feet away. What do you think? Shoot the hostage. What? Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? All right, gentlemen, what we have here are 13 passengers in an express elevator. Bomb's already taken out cables. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? In the basement. He can strike anywhere. At any time. Will the mystery guest please sign in? Why are they messing with me? Do they think I'm doing this for fun? For L.A. cop Jack Traven. Tell me again, Harry. Why did I take this job? Oh, come on. 30 more years of this, you get a tiny pension and a cheap gold watch. Cool. The game began. Very exciting, Jack. Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? Where do you think? Stay on or get off. Get off. This is much better. Everybody hold on! trigger aimed at your head, what do you do? What do you do? Speed. Get ready for rush hour. I'm always fascinated by the amount of people who have an issue with the bus jump in this movie. Firstly, they aren't happy that the jump wasn't far enough. Secondly, they dislike the way the bus flies through the air. And finally, they have a problem with the physics of the whole stunt. So I thought I'd break it down and maybe look into each of these in turn. Just before we do that, though, what would you say if I told you that the original casting for this movie would see the Keanu Reeves character played by Stephen Baldwin? Yep, one of the bargain bin Baldwin boys. Sandra Bullock wasn't even the first choice. Her character was to be played by... Ellen DeGeneres. No, no. Seriously. Come on, Todd. Come on, come on. Come on. 
itself was done for real. The production had half a dozen or so buses to play with, a few with different camera setups on, a few with extensions on the front which allowed the camera position on Sandra Bullock driving, with stunt driver Gil Combs in the driving position on the roof, a few more with camera setups for interiors and passengers only, one for filming underneath, one for high-speed driving past the camera, two were blown up and one used for the jump itself. Stunt coordinator Gary Himes was, as far as he was concerned, the only stunt coordinator who could get the bus jump to be done for real, as he developed a harness system which allowed the driver, stuntman Joffrey Brown, to be suspended out of the driving seat. Attached from the floor and from above, Joffrey sits with his backside off the seat. Why? Well, because the impact would be so violent with a standard five-point racing harness that it could cause his back to compress on impact and cause possible life-changing injuries. Here's stunt coordinator Gary Himes to tell us more. Years ago in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, a lot of guys were breaking their backs and, and ending up with either back or neck injuries because of on the impact they'd, uh, they'd get spinal compression. So I designed a... Um, suspension system where the driver is actually suspended in the vehicle and what this harness does is it suspends the driver in the vehicle and then the harnesses come over the shoulders to actually pull him down as this other harness is pulling him up so you're kind of floating in limbo and you're suspended in the seat as well and so what this does on impact it allows your body to travel independently from the vehicle years ago I designed based the ramp design off of previous jumps I had done uh, the ramp was, uh, I believe the ramp ended up weighing close to 80 tons. It was all made out of structural I-beam and we put a collapsible kicker on the end of the ramp, which what that does is when the bus is leaving the ramp, it sets the attitude, the flying attitude through the air of the bus and then it drops away before the rear wheels get to it. So what you're doing is you're setting the attitude that the bus will fly through the air before it even leaves the ramp. After testing, a ramp was constructed with a retractable kicker on the end, which is why when the bus takes off, the front end goes up so far and almost out of shot completely. I believe the intended speed on takeoff was supposed to be 69 miles an hour, but Joffrey could only manage to get 61 out of it and flew 109 feet. When it landed, everything collapsed. The wheels exploded, the oil sump smashed open and dumped its contents everywhere. 
So with the jump in the bag, visual effects guys were instructed to make it look like a huge leap of faith. In the film, Keanu's character says that the gap is 50 feet, but the bus has already jumped 109 for real. So they extended the distance to 177 feet simply by using all the camera angles they had available and leaving it in the air for 11 seconds in that final edit. This is where the um, stay-at-home mathematicians went crazy. If it's in the air for 11 seconds traveling at 50 miles per hour, it just won't have enough propulsion to clear the gap. They said, clearly in an unthought-through accent. This is where the suspension of disbelief comes into play. The writer, the director and the editor must convince the filmgoer that everything they've just seen could actually happen. Take uh, Star Wars, for instance. Luke, Han, Lear, Chewbacca, C-3PO and R2-D2 stand alone against hundreds of laser-firing stormtroopers, and yet they never get hit once. You don't think about it because you buy into the story and you're willing the heroes to come through in the end. Knowing that they couldn't possibly be injured by the incoming barrage of fire, well, this is exactly the same in speed. Joffrey Brown was, in a previous life, one of baseball's most accomplished players, regarded by many as the greatest pitcher the sport had ever seen. Signed by the Chicago Cubs in 1968, he went on to remove 100 hitters from the plate that season alone. Joffrey's brother, Calvin, was the first black stuntman in the business. In that same year, Calvin was doubling Bill Cosby on the TV show I Spy, which was a huge hit. Up until then, any black actor was likely to have been doubled by a white stuntman. So when Joffrey got an opportunity to start working in film and TV, he jumped at it. The rest is history. And Joffrey was awarded the Taurus World Stunt Award for Lifetime Achievement in 2010. He passed away in 2014 and was 69 years old. Speed is a remarkable action movie and deserves to be up there in the list of top 10 action flicks in the last 60 years. But also Keanu Reeves is an incredible ambassador for the stunt business. As a leading Hollywood actor, he knows exactly where the line is drawn between action and stunts. Keanu does action. The stuntmen do the stunts. And he's always been able to correct any interviewer who starts a question with, you did all your own stunts in that movie, right? He praises the stunt professionals, shouts their names from the rooftops, and makes it very clear that without them, he'd be nobody. If only everyone was as honest as him. Don't forget to join us on Friday for an in-depth look at the action. And if you don't already do so, why not follow us on Twitter at Stunt Central or on Instagram at Behind the Stunts, which is also where you'll find the YouTube channel. So subscribe today to make sure you don't miss out. Until next time, bye for now.